0: You just put my safety at risk. First, you didn't wait for me, and I'm dragging behind, and now I have to run to get across the street to catch up to not get hit by a car. You weren't thinking about me. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, How to Avoid Hurting Your Spouse When You're Highly Stressed. Yeah. Yeah, we just experienced that, didn't we?
1: Avoiding hurting your spouse is hard enough. Doing it when you're highly stressed is, you know, master's level relationship crap. Yep. We're going to teach you how to do it. Yeah. All right, here we go.
0: So we're talking about how when things don't go the way you expect them to go and, and the whole world is kind of falling upside down, How you treat your spouse in the midst of it, especially if your spouse isn't, well, whether your spouse is the cause or isn't the cause of it, how you treat your spouse in the midst of all of that.
1: When your whole world's falling upside down.
0: Yes, exactly. Sure felt like
1: it. (laughs) Falling upside down. (laughs) That would be a Shannonism, everybody. Welcome to Paul's world. Um, Yes, what to do when things aren't going right and how do you treat your spouse through that because we just got back from a cruise and Oh, I, my word. I wish I could tell you that everything was a really great cruise, but this was um, not a great cruise for us. It no, was actually and, a pretty big disappointment.
0: Yeah. And and not particularly because of the cruise line or anything. We just had
1: lots and lots and lots of stuff go wrong. Yes. Not just a little things, <laughs> no, but they like weren't little things having to wait six hours to get into our room at a hotel. Um,
0: Passing out on an airplane. Shannon
1: passed out on the airplane flying over to Atlanta. And by, let me tell you, airlines don't like it when you pass out on their airplanes. They tend to freak out.
0: They do. Uh,
1: I broke a tooth in half. Yeah. Halfway through our cruise when we're out in the middle of the ocean. Or
0: after nine hours of travel, which included all night long yep. and standing for an hour in the hot Miami sunshine, yep. waiting for a car rental only to find out they had, no cars. they had no cars whatsoever.
1: And what do you do then? Yeah, it was one after another yeah. after another. And so I think this is a great topic to talk about yeah. because each one of those experiences are a perfect catalyst for Tensions to raise, for conflict to get higher, for stress and fear and insecurity and embarrassment and everything else to kind of run amok. And you can start treating everyone else really, really badly because... Your survival brain kicks Kicks in. in. It's this thing that says, I don't want to look bad in front of other people. I want to make sure that, that uh, I'm not being embarrassed or I'm not going to do something that makes me look stupid. And
0: that I, I protect myself
1: and keep yourself, keep yourself safe. And so that's why we keep saying it over and over and over in this podcast that your spouse is not the enemy. It's your survival brain that's the enemy, and learning how to recognize when that starts to kick in, and how to get out of that survival brain is the best tool you can learn if you're gonna have a secure marriage. Right. Which one do you wanna start with? Which one? Well, let's go chronologically. Okay. We're on an airplane in the middle of the night, Somewhere over the Midwest. I don't
0: know. We've been on the airplane for probably two and a half hours, and we've still got at least two hours left on the flight.
1: And you get up to go to the bathroom, and when you come out of the bathroom...
0: Well, to make a
1: long story short... We don't have to worry about the nose scratch and everything else like that. No, I was just going
0: to say, to make a long story short, I was talking to the stewardess at the front, and all of a sudden my ears started to ring, and I said, I'm not feeling good. I sat down on the floor... And I then I knew uh, as my ears were starting to ring louder and louder, which is familiar for me, a sign that I'm going to pass out. Yep. Uh, I told her I was going to pass out. And uh, well, the next thing I know, I was laying on the floor and Paul yeah. was standing over me and I was kind of a little confused about where I was at. So. Yes,
1: yes. Out like a light.
0: Yes, apparently.
1: Which is kind of scary. But we did get to hear the pilot say, like you see in the movies, uh, can we have your attention, please? If there's a doctor on board, would you please come to the front of the aircraft? I got to hear that.
0: You got to hear that. I didn't get to hear that.
1: It was about my honey, who is out like a light.
0: Yes. Now here's, so, so the situation happened. Of course, Paul is worried about me. However, he's experienced me passing out like this before. So he wasn't like, totally totally worried correct,
1: correct. we but, also had causality for the other ones it was after a little surgical procedure and a right. couple other things so we knew what was happening then yeah, we this had time no we idea no why idea. why you passed out this time
0: so but, so here's here's where things could have gone really bad Paul is yes. worried about me and he he gets worried about me he gets real firm and thank the, you for
1: saying that so nicely
0: oh <laughs> and and in this situation i actually was Really, kind of embarrassed. Yeah, but. And because I didn't know what it was, and because I was probably partly out of my mind and partly exhausted because we didn't sleep at all on our flight, yep. Um. I laughed about it a lot. Yeah. Like I just found it very funny. Yeah. Even though I had just been through something really scary. I don't like passing no. out. When it comes, I know it's going to happen, but it's still, I, I fight against having it happen. This time, I remembered the words that Paul tells me. Just let it happen. It'll get over faster. Don't fight it. And that's exactly what I did. Yeah. Uh, so I think I passed out much faster than I normally would have. Wow. But I think because I was embarrassed, yeah. I was laughing a lot about it, particularly mm. when he told me about the pilot thing and yeah. that the stewardesses and the flight attendants were really worried about me. I just giggled. I I think my giggle came out of embarrassment. And it would have been really easy for you to get upset with me and tell me this is not a funny laughing matter. And you might have said something like that, but it would have been really easy for you to get mad at me for laughing about it. And it would have been really easy for you to um, be mad at me for not telling you there was something wrong. And it could have caused a a lot of hurt on both of our Well, you could have been very embarrassed that I just caused such a big scene on the airplane.
1: Yeah, because I absolutely positively hate being that person who gets all the attention from the airplane for some reason. Yes, hate it.
0: That was just the first situation uh, layered at the very bottom of a bunch of layers that had the potential to cause some significant issues between the two of us and hurt feelings.
1: Yeah. So some of the tools that we used in that one was I gave you the benefit of the doubt. I'm assuming you're not passing out on purpose to make me look bad.
0: (laughs) No, I'm not sure I could. Well,
1: I'm assuming you're not passing out to to get some sort of attention from everybody. No, you just passed out because you passed out. And I have to assume the best of you.
0: And you had to trust me when I said I had no idea when I walked up to the bathroom that I was going to. Pass out, like you could have been mad at me for not waking you up and saying, honey, something's wrong.
1: I'm not feeling well. Well, well, we had that conversation on the flight back. Yes. Before the plane took off. I was very firm. That was your word. Thank you very much. <laughs> that if anything is feeling off, if you got to go to the bathroom, let me know if something doesn't feel right. You let me know right away. Right. I was Which, very firm.
0: Yes, you were. and And I just said, rather than be irritated by that. Yeah. Because it's like, why do I need to tell you that I need to go pee? Yep. I just said, that's fine. I will do that so that I alleviate any worries or concerns that you might potentially have exactly. if I get up and go. Yeah.
1: You recognize it pl- comes from a place of concern, yes. not a place of control. Exactly. Yep, Exactly. So we survived that plane trip all the way. We land in Atlanta. We make a transit. We make a, a connecting flight. We end up in Miami. We get down to where we're supposed to be. We're and exhausted. then we take an Uber to uh, the rental car, car rental place. place. And it is 150 degrees in Florida. It At is, least. And 120% humidity. It's just At sticky least. and hot. And, and we've been up all night long. And we're still in our warm clothes from Portland because yes. it was freezing cold when we left. So that was our flight flight from Atlanta. We make it a transition flight to Miami. We land and it is hotter than Hades. Oh my word, in, it was so hot. In Miami. And
0: we had all of our warm clothes from yep. Portland because it was freezing cold when we, when left. we left. Yep. So we take a lift yep. to the car rental place,
1: which is in this skeezy little hole in the wall, crappy little dive of a nasty building.
0: Yes. Oh, it was terrible. Not and, good. And not only that, it had been moved into another
1: skeezy little skeezy nasty little building yeah, office space. So,
0: so two car rental companies are working out of the space for yep. not even one car rental company.
1: And only one guy is working behind the counter for everybody. Yes. And, and there are 50 people standing in line
0: outside,
1: outside waiting to get a car rental. Oh,
0: my word. We were we were standing outside in the sunlight
1: for an hour. By the time by the time we get up to the counter, we realize why everyone's standing around is because they have no cars absolutely to rent. Absolutely no cars. And None. he keeps saying that cars are going to be coming in, people should be returning them, and there was nothing. There was absolutely nothing to rent. And it's like, well, I get frustrated at that. This is my this is my pet peeve. I have a little weakness, and I had a really good uh, opportunity to kind of become really impatient because of the incompetence of some people. Right. All it would take is him to come stand in the middle of everyone and say, we have no cars, everybody. I'm doing the best we can. But just to let you know, rather than waiting an hour... To tell everyone one on one that
0: yes, exactly, my
1: brain works on what's the best way to communicate the most efficiently uh, as possible.
0: I, I would have been frustrated to find out that we had no car available right. to us, but it would have been like okay, I can move on now yep. instead of standing for an hour in the hot sun yep. and
1: and to then find out
0: yes, and and then add to that, I'm feeling really embarrassed. Uh, here's another embarrassed opportunity for me because I'm the one that booked it. I'm yeah. I'm I'm a travel agent. I should know
1: that yeah.
0: th- I should have known somehow that this was going to be a very bad place yeah. to book. Magically
1: should have known. Yes,
0: exactly. And so so you are feeling frustrated yep. about yep. Th- things are mi- not being done yep. well. Yeah. Which makes me feel even. And I know it's not about me, but when I'm already feeling embarrassed, like I should have known better. Yep. Um, your frustration just makes me even more uncomfortable.
1: Exactly. And again, a perfect scenario. It's a powder keg for me to get snappy at you. For yes. You. For your embarrassment to cause you to get defensive yes, and to, exactly. to, to kind of uh, shelter and protect yourself, it, it, it's a perfect time for us to get really mad at each other. And instead, and, what did we do?
0: Wait, and when you're not working on all four cylinders, and when did you're I exhausted that, right? and tired and because hot you've been and up uncomfortable. All night long and yes. yes. So, I mean, we were already at that point, we were working on a probably uh, 28 to 30 hours of no sleep.
1: Yep. So, what did we do?
0: So we walked around the corner.
1: Well, we canceled, we canceled the reservation. We the reservation. walked around the we corner. We walked
0: around the corner and, and just hugged. stopped. <laughs>
1: yep. Yeah, we just stopped, we hugged, and we went back to this sucks, but I'm not mad at you. You're not mad at me. Right. And we got connected again. Yes. That right there is a super important skill to be able to do is to take it out of the personal realm. Yes. And and separate relationship from problem. We got to figure out a car and transportation issue, but we are okay. The relationship is fine. And we did that. We got grounded again in that. And then we had to figure out what are we going to do? So we went and we found a kind a comfortable place to sit down for five minutes in some air conditioning and started looking at options. And eventually we find a place to rent another car. We had to walk half a mile to this other hotel and find the last car in Miami because in Miami, apparently that weekend we didn't know it. But there was a big, huge art festival and every hotel and every car is rented for 60 miles all around. We didn't know that.
0: Yeah. And it didn't matter if you had a reservation or not.
1: It, they screwed.
0: still sold out because people weren't returning exactly. their cars when they were
1: supposed to. So we get the car thing fixed. We get it solved,
0: right? But but before we got it solved, I'm going to tell you we didn't do perfectly on this because. Oh yeah. Do you remember what well, I
1: wanted to skip over that part?
0: Well, no, we're not going to skip over it <laughs> okay. because it's all part of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're walking to get <laughs> we're walking to get to the car
1: rental place. Oh, we forgot one more layer of this, a really important layer of this. Somewhere along the way, my back went out. Oh, yeah, I am and, in blinding yes, physical in middle, pain. In the
0: middle of the <clears throat> night,
1: probably because I, you were worried about me. Well, it, my back went out because we actually decided to fly first class because the, the chairs lay down all the way and Black. you can lay down and sleep. And we thought, oh, we can sleep all night. Problem is I'm six foot two and the chairs are five foot eight and you, I cannot lay down in them anymore. So I got stuck in this really awkward, crappy position well, of sitting up all night.
0: Yes, and on top of that, and and this is side note we can add it leave it or not um your the way your uh, seat was set up you were really squished wedged in, in the, yeah. wedged in there because that's the type that I had on the way yep. back and I was like how did he even sit it's miserable. in miserable so were you more comfortable on the way back because yep. your legs had more space to yep. move around yep so
1: so yeah. we are walking half a mile to we're get to hot. this new rental we're place. We're tired.
0: Your back hurts. I'm
1: in pain. I'm, I'm we're dragging suitcases behind us like a dead dog. The
0: highly sensitive person that yep. I am is overwhelmed, overstimulated, overnoised, overheated, yep. over everything. Yep. And we're walking. Paul's using his map trying to find where this car rental place is. And we're walking. And I'm like probably five or six feet behind him because I'm in boots. My feet are killing me. I can't keep up with him. And he just wants to get where we're going so he can relax and get his back feeling better. And we get to the street and he just crosses right in the middle of the street, not at a crosswalk or anything. And well, first of all, that's called jaywalking. I'm a rule follower. And I'm like, are you serious? Not because I couldn't believe you were doing something dumb, but because you just put my safety at risk. First, you didn't wait for me. And I'm dragging behind and now I have to run to get across the street to catch up, to not get hit by a car. (laughs) You weren't thinking about me.
1: No, I wasn't thinking about you. There were no cars coming, but you're right. I wasn't thinking about you. I was just crossing the street.
0: Right. And so. And And
1: you said what?
0: And I said, seriously?
1: Yeah. In a pretty harsh tone.
0: Well, I didn't realize it was harsh, but yeah. it probably came across that way.
1: And I turned.
0: And you were very snappy and, back And I, at I
1: turned me. and I said, seriously.
0: Yeah, that I hurt mean, my
1: feelings. Two words. It's amazing how much two words, but intonation, timing, all of that can, again, be a catalyst for a monster right. fight. Two words. Right. The, the same word twice, same in word fact. The twice, exactly. Because you said it to me in an accusing way, and I said it back in an incredibly defensive attacking sort of right. way. And I just kept walking because I was pissed now. I was angry. Yeah,
0: You didn't even wait for me. And that's what I was like. You just crossed the street without me. Yeah. And now you just... Keep going. Without I wish I. Me.
1: I wish we could convey the story that we did everything perfectly here, but we really didn't. No. I, again, we know all this stuff. We teach all this stuff, but human nature still gets in the way. Yes. And and it was it was inappropriate of me to say that. It was hurtful of me to respond that way. I totally get it. And we got across the street, we got to the hotel where we needed to be, and we got the car process rental thing started. And then because I was in a different state of mind. I turned to you and I said, I'm so sorry for my tone. Yes. And you apologized to me as well. Right. And within 30 seconds, we got connected again. Right. So we didn't stay connected all the time. We had a little blip along <laughs> along the half mile walk. Right. But we got connected again because we owned it. We didn't ignore right. it. We didn't let it go on for two days. We acknowledged what happened and said, I need to take responsibility for my bad tone and my bad response to you right. and you did too
0: and there's times when because i don't think even up until just now i don't think you knew what i was feeling when i said serious to begin with because once we got into the hotel and you apologized for your tone to me in my mind it was like there's no point in telling you how you've hurt my feelings because you already know that you have yeah and sometimes we just take those situations and we go okay This is an overall crappy situation to begin with. And we obviously have both hurt each other's feelings. There's no point in having to just rehash it all. I know his back hurts, which makes him snappy, not intentionally. I know uh, this particular situation where we're not sure where we're supposed to be or where we're supposed to be going stresses him out. He's tired. I'm tired. Just chalk it up to let's just... Get connected and be done and not drag it out any yeah. longer than it needs to.
1: Yeah.
0: <sighs> yeah. And that was just like the first couple of hours of being in Miami.
1: Yep. We don't have to go into more detail. Again, this podcast, I don't want it to be crazy long, but we get our rental car and then we drive 45 minutes to an hour to the place where we're staying. And we we're there early. We recognize check in isn't until four o'clock and we get there early. And they say, sorry, you have to wait until four o'clock to check in. And four o'clock comes and goes, and they don't get us checked in until another hour, hour like and a half, hour, until we're able to get out a room. So we're sitting around for six hours, again, exhausted, can't get access to our room. We're hungry, we're hot, we're tired. Again, it's just miserable.
0: Right. And nobody else was waiting around for a room. Yep. That
1: was the weird part. It seems like we were the only ones who were waiting for a room. Everyone else seemed to have a room. Again, my brain starts to tell stories, and this is actually really, important. The story you tell about a situation will usually affect the attitude towards the situation. Because I wanted to stand in the lobby with my arms folded and watch people check in well before check-in time and have them get their room keys and then go up to them and go, how come they get a room and we don't? I wanted to get very accusing, very um, confrontational, and that makes you feel all sorts of...
0: uncomfortable. Not
1: warm and fuzzy at uh, all.
0: Very just embarrassed
1: yes like, i don't. call out bad procedures i like to call out bad procedures and it rarely is helpful in in some sort of way right and i have to be aware of how that affects you and how it how it makes my wife feel even though i think i'd be totally justified in doing something like that right I'm, i don't live by myself anymore i'm traveling with you and i need to take your feelings into consideration All of these things. We can make this story another three hours, but the next day we wake up, we get onto the boat, and then we can't get into our room. The little bands that we have on our, our fobs on our wristband We can't get access to our room. The steward can't get access to our room. So he says, go up and go to the galley and just get some food. And by the time you get back, we should have you access in your room. And the galley is different in this cruise ship than any other cruise ship, which is most cruise ships, you can go and get your own food. You sit down and you serve yourself. And this one. You have to sit down and wait for someone to, uh, to come take your order and order your food. And it was 45 minutes before the hamburger that I ordered, because we're starving at this time, 45 minutes before this hamburger arrived. In fact, we stood up and started to walk away as the hamburger arrived. And again, I'm I'm frustrated. I'm disappointed because a hamburger should not take 45 minutes. I can see where they're making it. And it takes 45 minutes to make it that 50 feet from the galley to my, to my table. I get get very accusing. My tone gets very you, sharp. You get, I get very passive aggressive. Yes, yes. There was,
0: there was a point where I about melted down because we couldn't find a place to even sit down to order food. Yeah. We didn't know what... Uh, I've done a lot. I knew a lot about what to expect on this cruise yeah. line, but I didn't expect what we went into. I yeah. didn't know that. There were things that I didn't know. And we sat down at a table, and nobody was coming up to help No one us. serves us. And you tossed down the little table number and it made a loud clank and everyone sitting around us turned and looked. Yeah. And
1: gets appar- embarrassed again. Yes.
0: Apparently this was a had a lot of embarrassment for me, Yeah, um, but it's hard to let you have your feelings. Yes. If it threatens how it makes me look, I guess.
1: Yeah. We should do a whole podcast on that theme right there. We should make that the next podcast.
0: Right. And that's
1: really important.
0: And the only thing that I knew how to do was just shut down. Yeah, I was in tears. I don't know if you realize that or not, but I was yeah. in tears. And it would have been very easy for me to snap at you really good because yep. Yep. it's like, can you please just calm down
1: and stop? Stop making you look bad. Stop being an embarrassment to you. Yes. Yeah. And rather than doing what you could do offer to me if your survival brain isn't Was triggered, triggered? Yes. which is, honey, I can see that you're really, really frustrated. I can frustrated. see that you're yes, really exactly. hungry. I can see you're really tired. What can I do for you? Again, I, I want to drive it in as much as I can for everyone who's listening to this. Your spouse is not your enemy, right? Your survival brain is the enemy. When you can get out of your survival brain, you can offer to your spouse the thing that they need the, the most. most. Exactly. Empathy, care, validation, listening, understanding, compassion and care, all of it. I was in
0: my survival brain yep. for
1: sure. So I couldn't offer you that. Nope. But there was enough
0: of my real brain, rational brain, my rational brain to go, he's tired, he's frustrated, he's hungry. That's why he's snappy. So the best thing for me just to kind of protect myself yep. at that moment yep. and not lash out at you or snap at you. Yeah. It's not the best or the healthiest way, but... Considering the circumstances, it prevented a fight between us. It did.
1: It did. There are several more stories we could tell in between this, but let's land on the last story, which was three days into the cruise. The boat is parked in... Cozumel. Cozumel. And... We had gone on a beautiful excursion oh, that morning. Amazing. We went snorkeling at three yes, different reefs. We got beautiful. to look at the fishes. It was incredibly blue waters. It was stunning. It was lovely. A very nice, very nice excursion.
0: We got back and it poured yep. down rain for a few minutes. That
1: was so was much fun. fun. We're drying off in our room. We're sitting down. We're relaxing in about an hour into relaxing I am I'll just admit I have a bad habit of biting my fingernails I was biting a fingernail and all of a sudden I was like oh no and Shannon goes what and I said hold on a second I mean the
0: look on his face was just
1: yep baffled and I got up and I and I grabbed my glasses and I pulled the little fingernail remnants out of my mouth except there weren't just fingernail remnants it was there was rocks in there and I realized that I had Broken half of a tooth, my front, bottom, middle tooth. Uh, the interior of it basically has disintegrated, and I am now missing half of a tooth. And this is the um, kind of my worst nightmare, which is. There's a medical emergency. We're in Mexico. We're going to have to figure out something to get this medical emergency taken care of. And the boat is going to leave without us. We're going to be stuck in Mexico with no way to get around. We don't know the language. language. We don't know anyone who can help us. And we're standing there in our shorts and our T-shirts.
0: Waving goodbye to the ship because it's left without
1: us. Absolutely panicked. So... This is where we're going to commend the staff on the ship because we went downstairs immediately to the sailor services. We talked to a really nice gal. She got us connected to someone called the clearance officer. She's the one who makes sure the comings and goings of the boat. She called someone in the port. That person in the port called an emergency um, dental person at a hospital, scheduled an appointment for me, and then told us he would personally drive us to the hospital, I'd get my tooth fixed and then pick us up and drive us back to the boat and do all of that before the boat left and and left us in Cozumel. And it did exactly, what I just described there are this beautiful clearance officer, her name was Sarah. She walked us off the boat all the way down. We met this guy. I wish we could remember his name. He put us in his car. Very nice conversation. He took us. He walked us right up to the place in the hospital, hospital. that d- takes care of the dentist. The dentist, within 30 seconds, came up. took me back. She got me started. She fixed my tooth. We got out. They called the driver again. He came and picked us up. We got back to the boat. And the whole thing from beginning to end was about three hours. Yep. And it was the greatest potential for stress and fear because pain is involved. My tooth was broken and I didn't want to be halfway out to sea and having this massive toothache with you know missing half a tooth, cultural issues and again fear issues for me.
0: And it started out that way because yeah. when we first talked to Mariah at Sailor Services. She figured out where we could go. And so she showed us on her phone the map of how to get there. And so Paul took a screenshot of it and we were supposed to get a taxi, somehow get a taxi and get there on our own and get there on our, on our own and show them the picture and they would get us there and then figure out how to get a taxi once we were there. But we didn't have international cell service on our phone. And then we tried to get WhatsApp so they could do, I mean, it, it was just, comedy of errors yes it was a disaster until the clearance officer sarah came and said i'll take care of everything for you yes from getting the appointment scheduled to us to getting us a transportation all of it and um so the the stress level definitely went down because really truly that's paul's worst nightmare getting having to figure out where to go somewhere in a country where he doesn't know the language and the Possibility of the ship leaving without us.
1: Yeah, that's, even when
0: we go on just regular excursions, yeah. he, he still struggles with a little bit of that.
1: It, happy ending the story. My tooth got fixed. I'm doing much better. We got back on the boat and the sense of relief that just comes over me is, is palpable. In fact, I actually started crying. I teared y- up a little yes. bit when I thanked the two gals who helped us out. It yes. was it was really, really important. We can mention a few more things that we're not going to. This podcast is long enough. Bottom line is when you get into situations that your system is already taxed, you're tired, you're in pain, you're physically uncomfortable because of heat, you're uncomfortable because of new situations, the Mm -hmm. unknown, the lack of familiarity, um, your brain isn't working right. You've got to be on guard and come back to this foundational principle, which is, I want to make sure I don't do something to hurt my spouse. I want to make right. sure that we separate the problem from the relationship. exactly, And that we still stay connected. Throughout the whole experience of the tooth, I held my wife's hand. Not not for comfort. Yeah, she comforted me. But we just stayed connected. Connected. We, we were in this together. We were doing this together. Once we got into our room and I got my hamburger, we got reconnected again. We drop everything. We give each other a hug. We do these resets throughout the day when we are stressed and when we're when or frustrated and this is a technique this is something that anybody who's listening to this podcast can do you can learn how to reset and make the relationship the most important thing so that you are demonstrating care and awareness for the needs of your spouse if right. you master this one thing i would be out of a job no one would need a marriage therapist ever again But our survival brain, the enemy of marriage gets in the way. And so we would love for people to learn how to practice this, not practice it because you're going to go out and break a tooth and you're going to figure out how to be highly stressed. But
0: But when you practice it, yes, when the situations do come up, you're prepared for it. Exactly. You've you've been proactive instead of reactive. Yeah.
1: So even before we travel. A lot of times we'll say, hey, the most important thing is that by the time we get to where we're going, we want to like each other still. And we say that before any of the stress comes up. It keeps this at the forefront of our mind that the relationship's more important than anything else. Right. And it has been refreshing. Even though the trip itself wasn't that great, the cruise itself wasn't that great of a cruise, Time with you is fantastic. Yeah. I still like you. You still like me. It was a really good bonding experience.
0: Yeah. And the jet skiing was too. The jet
1: skiing was pretty dang awesome as well. Holy crap. Everyone should go jet skiing together in turquoise blue water. But that's a different story. Anyway. Anyway, if you are wanting to learn some of these skills that we are kind of talking about today, you're you're going. This sounds like something that seems impossible. It is not impossible. And if you want to be part of an organization, part of a group of people who say, "I want to do marriage differently. I want to have a secure marriage, not an insecure marriage," go to SecureMarriage.com. Little free quiz you can take. You can start to get access to some of our resources there. There's actually an online workshop you can pay for. There's lots of good stuff there. I'm actually over the Christmas break here revamping an entirely new kind of pathway to help people figure out exactly where they're at in their marriage uh, and then the steps to take so that they can start to get the biggest amount of change in the fastest amount of time possible. That's the project I'm working on right now. And lastly, we are, believe it or not, going to put together a marriage cruise. Yes,
0: we are. We can't wait. We're so excited.
1: It's going to be a lot better than the one we just had. I absolutely (laughs) promise it's going to be a lot, (laughs) lot better. But if you want to go on a cruise with us, if you go, boy, this actually does sound nice and you know, jet skiing or some of these other things sounds like a fun thing to do. Please let us know. Email Shannon at marriage dot com. That's the email. Shannon yep. at securemarriage dot com. She's the cruise person. Just let her know. Hey, I'm interested and. By the end of the year, we are going to have a date and a time and an amount and everything else like that, and we will get lots of details, and we already got people who are already on that list, yes. and if you want to be part of that, we would love to have you be part of it, because there's nothing better than having a chance to have these experiences that you actually learn how to make your marriage better through the good and the bad, through the stress right. and through the fun, and when you're doing that with a group of other couples that are also trying to learn the same thing. Right. And us as your leaders, your facilitators, we want you to hear we don't have it perfect, but we get resolved really, really quick and we're willing to mess up in front of you if you're willing to mess up in front of me. In fact, I already have one of the experiences we're going to be doing together, which scares the crap out of me. Really? And I'm going to make us do it as a group anyway. What is that? I'm not going to tell you.
0: Oh, come on. You got to at least tell me. Not going to tell you. No, he doesn't tell me anything. He likes to throw me under the bus for stuff so I can have good experiences (laughs) myself.
1: It it is going to be a bonding experience experience and it's around vulnerability and intimacy and everything else like that it's going to be a good one so awesome anyway this podcast is way long enough we're going to stop it here thank you everyone for listening we really do appreciate um, your support we appreciate your engagement with us and we can't wait to see you next time
0: all righty even
1: though all we do is look at each other through the microphones (laughs) but you know what we mean we'll see you next time thanks everyone (laughs) bye-bye bye-bye